It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And, and a whole bunch of other things that I'm sure you've discussed in the weeks I haven't been on here. So when I look no. at... <laughs> no, why don't you spend... Uh, yeah, the Bruins are doing good and we're sick of talking about how fucking good they are. So let's we had Isabel rank mascots. <laughs> Isabel rank mascots. Isabel quiz quizzed me on clocks. And we did uh, Bruiser Bruins Mad a, Lib. Uh, an intervention with Chris about doing drugs in the shower. She read us an entire like 10-page booklet on drug and alcohol resistance education. I keep I keep seeing other people it's like dead. tweeting like like Ian McLaren tweeting about how easy it is to podcast when the Bruins are so good and like we're out here just like out of ideas and <laughs> <for> content. <laughs> Like this is my nightmare. Trying to figure it out. everybody welcome back for season three episode of the no season four episode of the bruce and bruce podcast back in time right or episode it is apparently i don't know what's going on here uh what i do know is that the boston bruins just put home their 24th win of the season or is that 23 i'm not sure if the standings have updated yet here uh a four to three technically shootout win over the islanders uh coming on the back of two Jake DeBrus goals in a span of less than 20 seconds, a Derek scoreboard shorty, all right? And, of course, one of the filthiest uh, shootout finishes I've ever seen from David Posternock. My name is Cameron Hasbrook. This is the Bruins and Bruins podcast of the Hockey Podcast Network podcast presented by Bruins Diehard and Pride Diehards. We have Christopher Gear here and Drew A. Picture, a.k.a. past sense draw <laughs> son of John, Drew Johnson. <laughs> Uh, and we're also getting a special Bruise and Bruins fan favorite appearing in just a few minutes once uh, that person sets up their laptop. Um, but first, let's toss it around for some post-game celebratory drinks. I know you each had something going around here. Chris, I saw an orange can, which always excites me. So what you got? Uh, actually, I can't oh. tell. It was an Instagram photo you got there on your camera, but I think so. Not, not an orange can. It is a brown and yellow can uh, with... Padres colors because it is an Ale Smith 394 Pale Ale, um, named after the uh, Tony Gwynn season where he hit 394. Very popular beer in these parts. Find it basically any bar. Um, it's pretty uh, like solid hop forward Pale Ale. Mm. Drinkability pretty high, uh, like 27. Um, tasteability, a little lower for a pale ale. It's not super flavorful. Um, go in 18. Beauty. Drew? Nice. All right. So this is for all the viewers at home when this, of course, makes it to YouTube because I'll totally do that. Um, 
Is it the Sam Adams? Was it one beer? No. Is it a tall can? No. It is a tall, tall can. It is literally the size of two beers. It's a 24 ounce can. Um, or sorry, 19.2. Come on, it's the size. 19.2. Good effort. My estimate in the uh, <laughs> my estimate was off. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't at that science class where we measured liquids in like sixth grade. Um, yeah, so Sam Adams, wicked, double, hazy, juicy, double New England IPA style beer. <laughs> it all says it on the label. That's the double, on them. Double. If you could the tell double, me double the actual beers. name of the beer, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a eight point three double double of beers. That's the that's all yeah. that matters. It's like the champagne of beers, but <laughs> but it's uh Jeopardy, the daily double. Um, I was going more basketball, but that'll that'll work too. The sport I watch all the time: drinkability. <laughs> Wait, damn! What? <laughs> We'll get there in a sec, but first, please welcome to stage Nick Lanciani, the return. Ooh. What's up, Lancey? How you doing, buddy? Oh, welcome hey, everyone. Or should I say, sup, y'all? Because I'm yeah. <laughs> uh, Hey, cat. Sorry, you don't get the cheer. You're always you here. You can so. pretend I'm not here. <laughs> uh, welcome back, Lancey. It's been a while, buddy. Thanks for you. having me. And by the way, I'm drinking a Donnie's Shake tonight. Donnie's is short for McDonald's. This is a large chocolate shake. There's a McDonald's about five minutes from me. It would be walkable if you don't mind getting run over by cars traveling at approximately 45 or more miles per hour. So yeah, I hopped in my car, got myself a shake, and now I'm here. That's usually something you don't want to do, my experience. So 37 is all around, of course, and I'm working tomorrow, so that's why I'm not having a beer. That's very responsible. Uh, Kat, you joining us with anything over there? Or not to jump you right on the spot here, but... What? We're doing drinks. I don't know if you have a drink. Oh, yeah, I do have one. Um, I have a Carl Strauss Red Trolley Ale. Um, it is a San Diego beer. I first had this uh, with my dad, who brought Chris and I here one time. Um, I don't know what the 5.8%. Um, it's got a pretty hearty taste to it. I put it at like, I don't know, 28 but still fairly drinkable. So I'd put that at like a 28 too. And there we are. Beauty. Sorry, I just walked in the door. Welcome. Uh, I'm drinking a uh, bottle of Yellowtail Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, checking in a at bottle? 11 and a half percent. To clarify, while I would have loved to have crushed this entire bottle tonight, uh, this is a little bit of leftover I had from the other day when I made French onion soup. Well, it's just like yeah, it's yeah, that two glasses. <laughs> well, I didn't. I, there was, it's there was one decent sized glass. It's all right. a, Hi, Julia. That is a Costco-sized bottle of wine. <laughs> Look, all right. Regardless, uh, I was making some French onion soup the other day. I needed it. I had some leftover. It's gonna go bad. I mean, it's like you got a choice. You can either drink wine on a Tuesday or you can let it go bad. Personally, I'm the type of guy that's probably going to drink the wine on the Tuesday. So uh, anyway, drinkability, very high, probably especially high because it's Tuesday. Uh, going to be like a 35. And tasteability, 
I'd say 28. Um, you know, it's 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 white wine. You can definitely taste it. It's a little bit on the drier side. Got to go for a drier one when you're when you're alcohol basing some soup. Um, but uh, as the label says, crisp and refreshing, bursting with zingy passion fruit, which I totally had, uh, and citrus flavors, not related to the passion fruit. Uh, and of course, this would <clears throat> certainly pass the Drew test here, being white wine. So uh, I also crushed the top, so it's getting finished tonight. <laughs> I guess at this point. Speaking of the Drew test, so I still am drinking a wicked <laughs> double, double double, the wicked the double double. double. Um, it is very hazy. I got cut off by Lancey arriving, but that was way more important than what I think about this beer. It still is because we do need to catch up with Lancey here. Um, but really hazy and juicy, as it says. Uh, Drew tests no bueno, and uh, drinkability. Go Marco Sturm. Um, tasteability. All mark 35 beauty that's high beauty um all right so we're gonna we're gonna talk about this uh this bruins islanders game here in just a minute we also have some listener questions to get to um one of which is not really relevant anymore but um you know that's how we do it here uh, but first <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna toss it over to lancy just see how you how you've been doing it's been a while oh you mean you didn't want to talk about the hurricanes and red wings game tonight because i mean not particularly. <laughs> uh, no, it's I, more I my assignment, except I don't even have access to Hurricanes games in the local market. So yeah, we run into that problem that. as well. Um, I'm not I, advocating for legal piracy of streams, but I am somewhat just hinting at it, just implying that Nudging it's the fact. On the internet. <laughs> I do have a question about that game, actually. Uh, what? the flying fuck was detroit wearing because it did not look good that's called the adidas reverse retro 2.0 right i need to pull these back. it's bad it's not good it's not a good hockey jersey i don't, I don't know. And give uh my opinion on jerseys but i also don't have a handbook in front of me so. <laughs> <laughs> but but i i will say that i i think there's some that have been really well received by fans and designers alike and then there's others that you know it's it's a fun idea and uh it's limited edition for a reason yeah. if you're a fan of the team you love it and if you're not hey you don't have to buy that jersey that's fine you have a different one that you'll buy that, that like jersey the hurricanes is, jersey for example the jersey like they're trying to be like the ottawa senators or something like that is kind of what it reminds me of first the Detroit not something 2. that people 0. are doing often trying to be like the Ottawa no senators. well except for ryan reynolds but that's a <laughs> that's, that's true hey um, speaking of ryan reynolds let's have him on the show sometime yeah i'll, I'll call him up that'd be great um <laughs> I, I do feel like the reverse retro thing was like they came up with the idea, like thinking about a few teams. They're like, this is awesome. These jerseys are going to look so cool. And they got to a couple other teams and they were like, fuck, what are we supposed to do here? Like, <laughs> this was a really good idea for Arizona. It was not a really good idea for maybe Detroit or something like that. You know what I mean? So um, at least the first ones were maybe not. Yeah, you get the point. But um, anyway, the Bruins keep on rolling. The no losing at home and regulation streak stays alive. Uh, and so does the leading after the third period, I think, 
or <laughs> leading after the third period. You, you win. Leading after the second period, going into the third period. Um, this game was bonkers. Even if you weren't Jack Edwards, who seemed hammered during the broadcast today, I'm actually like just. I know there's some mixed feelings going on out there about Jack Edwards, especially lately. I'm a little worried about him. I feel like he's been like really struggling in the booth more than usual. So I hope he's okay. But anyway, not to not to bring the mood down. Otherwise, we'll need to scrap our Jack Edwards drinking game. <laughs> yeah, that would be in very poor taste. Uh, like white pumpkin ale pour level of taste. But um, regardless, a uh, just an absolutely drunk game of hockey out there today. Uh, I actually just saw uh, the player cards get dropped, and it was one of the stranger ones you'll see for a winning team. I think half of the Bruins were significantly out of the negative side. Um, but, hey, they got the job done at the end of the day. That's what matters. Jake DeBrusque, uh, I guess, coming in clutch, even though I'm not really sure if he actually scored either of those goals. I guess he did. I think um, he scored on the tip. I think, I think the, he scored at the I end. I think the tip was his, but the, uh, the cross-ice pass that <laughs> – Looked like an absolute. <laughs> I, I the the noise that came out of my mouth, and I would pay to see the look on that face first of all. But that feed came across, and I one hundred and twenty percent thought Derek Forbert on the net front drive tipped it between his legs to go top cheese, and I was on the, <laughs> I was like, "There's no fucking way that just happened," and I was right. There was no fucking way that had. In just fairness, happened. he scored a shorty later, so I, be, yes, and and he would not let the spotlight go. He did break out the inner Derek scoreboard regardless, and absolutely uh, slid one kind of uh, over I'll the left side, but. Um, but yeah, just a, a pretty hectic game all around. Those first 10, 15 minutes or so especially were just, I mean, I don't know how else to describe it besides drunk. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, It felt like that first goal was so important. You could tell somebody was going to crack through in like a 5, 10-minute span. There were so many chances on either side. Um, I think the Islanders had a couple of the better chances early. The Bruins came out a little slow. Um, then Boston was kind of able to punch back around that 10-minute mark. But it was nice to see them get on the board, I guess, early enough. Um, cause it really did feel like there was going to be a lot of goals in that first period. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, ha- I'm really happy that Jake DeBrus showed up today. Uh, I didn't <laughs> see the period or anything, but my fantasy team let me know and needs him. My fantasy team needs Jake DeBrusque right now. So I'm glad he's performing. Uh, <laughs> I have a lot of injuries. I also didn't set my lineups for two weeks straight. So, and I'm facing Chris this week. So that's going to be interesting. Congrats. Hey, I forgot to set up my lineup as well. So we had at least one day of, uh, <laughs> nice. of even. I, I think I left like three goals on my bench, which is great. That's excellent. Well done. But uh, yeah, you got the scoreboard. And then that, that shootout. I just I got to tune in for the third in the shootout. Um, the in the like those those goals in the shootout, the Jake DeBrusco one I did was like sick. That was yeah. that was fucking awesome. Um, and then Coyle almost scored on that chance. He fucking had him, and then Varlamov stuck out the pad to, yeah. to make the last second save. And then Pasta got the other one right. Just a little, yep. a couple little jukes. A little dangles, a little uh, right in the right in the slot there, and yeah. uh, zipped it on home. He scores. So what you're yeah, saying is he's good stuff with the stick. <laughs> he got it with the stick. 
Let him cook. Um, yeah, no, it, I, I, that Pasternak finish was filthy. I thought, I first of all, the, when I watched it live, I was like, I have no idea what the fuck. I thought he just like waved. It was like like he like cast a spell over the puck. He was like waving his stick around. He was like, ah, it's going. And then it just like shot up top cheese. And I was like, that's sick. And then immediately I was like, wait, did he lose control of it? And then he just finished. And then I like watched the replay in slow motion. And I like tried to like move my arms while not skating and without a stick in the same way. And I was like, I can't even do it pretend i don't know how he did it in real fucking life um but an absolutely filthy finish from him uh, and then obviously uh debrus doing it as well was nice um a couple of posts too you get a little luck from the post you love that when things are rolling they're rolling um that feels like the one where like had it been a lot of other seasons where the bruins were cursed in the shootout that ends up going in somehow but um what else was there? There was some other point that I was trying to get to. Hold on, let me stall while I try to think of it. Oh, that's what it was. I it feels a little sacrilegious to say when we saw two sick goals and a pretty sweet miss from Coyle in that shootout. But I was so mad when overtime ended because it's you know what I mean it's just like when you watch players that can skate like David Posternock, like Taylor Hall, like Matthew Barzell in a three on three overtime, like somebody's got to score. And, like, it got to, like, that last minute, and I was like, I hope just somebody scores. Like, at this point, I'm like, I don't even care who it is. Just somebody put one in. Uh, and, you know, again, obviously, uh, the, the shootout was exciting in itself and stuff, and that's the conversation for another time, I guess. But I don't know. I was just a little disappointed when, when overtime ended. But this shootout made up for it. It was a, one of the better ones that I've seen in a while. I don't think it's always that good, though. I don't know. Yeah, well, also shouts to the end. I mean, for the Bruins, also shouts to the end of the third period the the third period ended on a like an awesome exchange as well the, mm. i feel like the bruins were on a power play for like the last two minutes of it and then um but like gave up a couple of grade a chances going the other way as yeah. well so it was uh, it was really exciting Did one of which a... was with like 10 seconds left i was positive they were about to blow it right there i was like here it is this is how it ends like the back-to-back flying home from – not back-to-back, but flying home from Vegas, getting tucked in with 10 seconds left. This is so Bruins right now, but somehow uh, not. I really liked Connor Clifton's move to try and keep the puck in at the blue line in a desperation, <laughs> and he was on one <laughs> And then he smartly, smartly, wisely – realized hey if i throw this back into the offensive zone right now i'm just gonna turn it over fall on my face and have an odd man rush the other way so he did the the good he made a good cliffy move and held on to it i think then he turned around and dumped it or passed it to the other defenseman or whatever but good play by cliffy in astounding form that was yeah that was some really good form i see right that's that mechanical engineering degree coming in clutch i'm pretty sure that's what he has but I'm not really sure. We have a good um, engineering program at Quinnipiac. So yeah. There you go. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I actually shout to I him. Think, for, like, I, don't I don't remember take, much. Taking legit classes. I feel like when I was growing up, like three quarters of the RPI players were just like business management, which like not to shit on business management, but when you're going to RPI and everybody else is in engineering or something along the lines and the whole hockey team's in business management, it makes you wonder a little bit. But yeah. Uh, shout to him. Any of those players could be the next Danny Briere in terms of yeah, you know, no, you're not playing to going to Portland, Maine, baby. On and at Villanova, we even the like super smart kids on the basketball team who like tried to be in the engineering school, uh, I think got like nudged off of it. Uh, we had we had a couple of guys in our freshman year classes who uh, ended up in the business school. 
<laughs> I know, Chris, you'll be proud of me. I had the Villanova game on the other day while I was at work. I was working Disney on ice for the record. So it, was, <laughs> it wasn't that much I had to do. I it just was had the to sit BC one, right? five shows. Yeah, it was BC and Villanova. <laughs> I watched part of that and almost cheered on Villanova. Almost. You did a almost. good job. Of You're getting almost there. cheering on. St. John's <laughs> is what, nine and one this year? Yeah. That's, uh... Averaging 16 turnovers a game, doing wonderful work, just marvelous work. Um, Connor That's Clifton was there you go. Was it mechanical? Uh, no, just the website says it's just the flash. <laughs> just the white screen. <laughs> uh, no, it just says engineering, uh, and that's the official Quinnipiac Bobcats athletic site. So I don't know where you got this mechanical, man. I don't know, man. I think it was somebody on Twitter, actually. I'm pretty sure I saw somebody tweeting about that. After. Was his handle at Schmoop by any chance? <laughs> Perhaps Probably. Not, it was not. It was past tense of draw. I guess I, I guess I got to delete some tweets. Yeah, past tense draw, son of John. <laughs> I did that, so... Uh... <laughs> wow. You just got it? <laughs> <laughs> Casey, I didn't figure it out. I did not go to St. John's Friends. I was in public relations with all the other athletes. <laughs> uh, uh. Um, I think Drew's going to give us an off-the-cuff word from our sponsor in just a sec. Um, but just because I'm remembering now, something we should have mentioned at the beginning of the show. Uh, but shouts to a great friend of the pod, Connor Ryan, on a new gig at boston.com. Covering the Boston.com Bruins. So he promised he wouldn't forget us. I'm going to yeah. get Duncan tomorrow before work just for him. There you go. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, also thought, uh, I also thought it was very funny that Greg Bedard uh, quote tweeted the announcement with a like, congrats on moving on, but also like this job is open. <laughs> it was very funny. Oh, I love that. <laughs> well played. It was like, congrats, Connor. Sucks to lose. Sucks to, sucks to lose, lose you, you. But also, <laughs> hey, here's the link to apply to the job. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, Connor thought it was funny as well because he retweeted it. So now I'm not saying is this how I return to the Boston market, but I am just saying <laughs> my column. Hey, so. click that link. It's there. It's there. Uh, Drew? Oh. <laughs> Business time. Um. <laughs> That's his eager face. The NBA season is heating up, and there are still so many unknown dot, 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 dot. Discuss future season prediction of your choice. Anyone got some... Any season predictions for the NBA? Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of between-the-legs windmills. The NBA season is heating up, and there's still so many unknowns. Uh, new customers can bet just $5 pregame money lines on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free pets if they do. At DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Check this out and feel. Uh, Sweat. (laughs) Right now, everyone. 
can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. That's a 360 windmill between the legs alley-oop. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Discuss your experience with the app, upcoming game, your picks, your own same game, parlay, etc. Celtics, bet Celtics, maybe. I don't know. How are they doing this season? Download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Beautiful. Surely there's a Celtics and Seltzers podcast by now. And if not, trademark it with the C instead of an S in Seltzer. So, you know. Celtics family brand now. Uh, We got a couple listener questions. Listeners. this one, the first one's not really a question. It's also from like eight days ago, uh, so nice. I don't think it's relevant anymore. But it still makes you wonder. <laughs> Boys, Eric represent with a very important update. The Bruins' win streaks have come as follows, starting from Game One. Once again, this is no longer active. <laughs> Three, seven. Seven, three, thirty-seven, and seventy-three. Think about it. Go bees. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. Oh, it, it kind of feels like we botched it. Like I feel like if we had played that when he sent it in, we would have ripped yeah. off another seven-game win streak, right? Like, that's you, that's your fault. Streak. <laughs> that's your fault, Cam. It's kind of my fault. Yeah, actually. Damn, this is kind of your you're show. You're in charge of the television. God stuff. damn it. Somebody remind me. I know, actually, usually we, we I get do. these on when Drew <laughs> Whenever we get an email, I tell you. <laughs> Although, hey, I did check the written questions today. We got zero. So feel free to send us the written questions as well. Technically. On, uh, at least on bruisandbruins.com. We, yeah, we, we got, got some Twitter, got some but yeah, you can Twitter ones. You can submit bruisandbruins.com. Um, we also have another question, uh, which is not from eight days ago. So a little pat on the back here for myself. <laughs> Again, I texted you. <laughs> Yo, what's up, guys? It's Sean. Uh, just checking in to see uh, your guys' thoughts on some of the reports coming out today that the Bruins are one of the teams interested in Jonathan Taves. Um, I know with some of the discourse around it, I saw other names like Ryan O'Reilly and Bill Horvat thrown around. Um, but to me, I, I don't know that it makes sense for this team to load up at center right now, especially if you're going for an older center. Now, obviously, for the future, looking at someone like Bergeron or Krejci retiring, you'll need a center. But getting a guy like Taves doesn't really do anything for that, in my opinion. And I feel like, especially with Taves' cap hit, even retained. I don't think it makes a lot of sense for this team. I'd rather see him go for a wing or maybe a depth defenseman. So just want to get your guys' thoughts. Thanks. So I I covered the Blackhawks for 
two very painful years. Um, <laughs> great, great team I was working with. I, I had Mark Lazarus, for anyone who follows him on Twitter, he's a lot of fun. Um, but they were very bad, um, and they still are. Uh, I liked watching Jonathan Taze, but for a lot of the same reasons that we like watching David Krejci. And I think it would make perfect sense if Krejci had not come back this year to look at someone like that to anchor one of their lower lines, just because Jonathan Taze is a really good setup guy. Like he, he does a really good job of controlling the play and, and helping some slightly faster, maybe less experienced wingers who don't really see the ice as well as him just sort of keep control of essentially the offensive drive. But, and maybe I know David Krejci's out right now for a game because he's a little banged up and maybe if it looks like he's not going to be able to play like a full season in the sense of like 70 or more games and Chicago's willing to retain at least half of that nine contract. Million. Yeah. <laughs> nine of that ten and a half million dollar contract. Then yeah, I think he'd be a great guy to bring in in a similar role. If you really don't think that Krejci is going to be able to essentially play out a full season at the level that he's able to play when he's healthy but if he's healthy you're you're loading up at a at a role that's not particularly fast and is not particularly high scoring and to me that seems goofy that seems like you're getting a lot of setup for not a lot of finish for a lot of money but i could be wrong i'm not the gm of an nhl team what do i know yeah i also want to note that uh my my new favorite Bruin to talk about on this podcast, Pavel Zaka, has looked yeah really solid as the second line center. And our buddy Matt Porter noted on Twitter that there are some plays that he's been making that make the idea of second line Pavel Zaka uh, in the future years not sound so crazy. Um, How many years are left on Taze's contract, though? I thought is this his final yeah, year? I think this, uh, if like, would this be to finish out his contract? Because Kane is done after this year, and I think they, then, signed, yeah, they, those, signed, together. they signed the same deal. So, yeah, it's after this year. Um, so that's, yeah, it's a weird rental. I, I don't know what the Bruins would, would do to make that work, both money-wise and who they would have to give up in return. And I don't think a lot of Bruins fans would like the answer. Um, plus, you know, it, it's a huge luxury to have a guy like Craig Smith um, just kind of sitting around uh, to fill in on the third line when, you know, you need Pavel Zaka on the second line. Look, if they're willing to trade Craig Smith for Jonathan Taze at a half-retained salary, take that deal. Well, let's be clear. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> to be clear, I'm saying if if in order to support Pavel Zaka on the second line, you need to bump Taylor Hall up to the second line to play with him, having Craig Smith slot in on the third line uh, is not, I mean, it's, it's obviously a downgrade, but I mean, you're not basically saying like, well, I guess our third line is not going to do anything. Um, I think they still look good. And I mean, I'm going to keep harping on AJ Greer on that fourth line. I think he is a really like ideal fourth liner. And mm -hmm. 
It, it all looks good up and down the lineup, even without Krejci in there. You know, it also Johnny Apples. The the fact that over half of the Bruins players under contract right now are in a contract year, and there's something to be said about when players enter their contract year, kind of playing above expectations. In some cases, it's simply like, okay, you look at a guy like David Pasternak, you want to try to maximize the value of your next deal. Cool. But then you look at a guy like Nick Foligno, who is completely revamped his game from last year to this year, whether it's you look at this, the fact that he's not injured, right? Like he's, he's actually healthy for once. That's a good thing. But also he's completely just, he looks like a different player out there. But a guy like Nick Foligno has a lot more to kind of play for in terms of staying relevant in a league that is getting younger and more skilled from year to year. So the the reason why they're doing so well is partially akin to that and, and a whole bunch of other things that I'm sure you've discussed in the weeks that haven't been on here. So when I look no. at... No, uh, why don't you spend, uh, yeah, the Bruins are doing good and we're sick of talking about how fucking good they are. So let's we had Isabel rank mascots. <laughs> Isabel rank mascots. Isabel quiz quizzed me on clocks. And we did uh, Bruiser Bruins to Mad a, uh, An intervention with Chris about doing drugs in the shower. She read us an entire like 10 page booklet on drug and alcohol resistance education i keep i keep seeing other people like tweeting like like ian mclaren tweeting about how easy it is to podcast when the bruins are so good and like we're out here just like out of ideas for content (laughs) like this is my nightmare trying to figure it out well so yeah so anyway so i guess since you haven't talked about it so there's that there's you know you have a new coach some players may be happy about that some players are just like "Eh, it's whatever you know there's a whole multitude of factors that go into a team playing for each other and with each other at the level that they're playing at. And then when you think about the trade deadline, I don't know how Jonathan Taves really fits into the picture. I don't know if you could even afford a guy like Ryan O'Reilly. I don't know if you could afford, I can't remember the the third guy I was thinking of earlier um, when I was thinking about this just on my own, because it's, Funny how the universe works like that. What a coincidence. We're talking about trade deadline stuff. So, you know, it's almost like if you're the Bruins, do you think you're as good as the Colorado Avalanche were last year? And can you add without subtracting? Because the Avs were able to do that with Josh Manson, Arturi Lekkanen, and whatever else that they pulled in as some in small samples, spare parts, but also tremendous contributions among the bottom six and, you know, the depth throughout their lineup. Is there someone out there that Boston could be like, yeah, we'll just get this guy in case, you know, an injury is going to happen or it could bolster our third line. Not that they're going to have anything necessarily wrong with them, but say someone has a cold streak or, you know, you just have to bump a guy down to the fourth line, you know, like, is there that someone that they could get in however many months from now? And, and I look at a team like the Hurricanes, since I can talk about them a little bit, and I say that, you know, yeah, they'll probably be first or second in their division, but they really could use a guy like a, a Ryan O'Reilly, for example. Maybe not necessarily a center. I think they're pretty sound in that regard. But they could be one of the teams that go for a bigger name 
fully acknowledging that right now the plan is just for Max Petrae to get healthy, and that's kind of their in-season acquisition that they already made in the offseason. And he would have been fine until he got hurt in training camp. So this is a Bruins podcast, Lancey. I know, I know. So I'm tying everything together here. It's called a long essay. Uh, <laughs> I used to write for not even a living. I, I never wrote for a living, but I used to write a lot in college and stuff. I um, my thoughts on tapes are this: like, I think if uh, I don't, I don't know about the. I think he would fit in with the light, like just the team good if he came because look his father was an electrician at the university of manitoba <laughs> <laughs> how long his, were you holding on to that his mother <laughs> you're just looking at everything just like waiting <laughs> his mother was the managing director and finance expert drew learns for, uh, Wikipedia. for a credit union in a the podcast. winnipeg region uh, before <laughs> retiring to oversee Tapes' media relations. Um, and uh, so I think uh, with, with that background alone, you know, that's kind of the, 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 the blue-collar Boston vibe. Electricians and credit union financial experts. So what, kind of the Boston vibe. What's the... Uh, what are the two... So there's the mcavoy like plumbing or whatever and then there's like frederick roofing like everyone everyone's wearing all those uh like trent frederick's family business and charlie mcavoy's family business um yeah i I think in that in that sense yeah (laughs) (laughs) sell some tapes university of manitoba electrician (laughs) stuff um, no, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, not to, I'll, I'll just sum it up. You guys basically said it best, but yeah, Taves, uh, I don't, I don't know why, like, honestly, like anything at this point is a stretch for me. Like, obviously, as you get to the trade deadline, you're going to want to add something. You want to make your team better, especially if you're still in this position, like the Bruins are, but I don't, I, I don't really see how Taves is that. Uh, especially at center. If you had if you had Krejci out long term, Bridgeron out long term, sure, maybe then you look for a veteran kind of presence like that at center. But you you don't need it right now. Why the hell fucking go for it? Wait, just wait. You might have a season ending injury on defense or on wing, God forbid, or a goaltender, and then you need to be looking. So save until the trade deadline. It's not always about getting the biggest name. It's about getting the right name. Yes. Cam, you're on mute. Yeah, I just noticed that. <laughs> uh, I said amen to Lance's comment. Um, all right, we have a couple more questions, I think. Yeah, on Twitter here. Um, Sam Bonzi, who is sleeping on the other side of this wall, hopefully. And not being too loud. <laughs> can, can you please give the listeners comments? <laughs> uh, my roommate, yeah. Just Thank you. He sleeps uh, in the walls. Yeah, that sounds, yeah. Well, you know, Drew's in the backseat of your car waiting for What is it? In the in sewer the, during the day, he sleeps in the walls at night. It's always yeah. sunny. They play <laughs> night crawlers. <laughs> Nightman. Oh. Uh, Sam asks, uh, what is the most versatile cocktail mixer? That's a good question. Well, First of it? all, I'd have to enjoy more alcohol to, you know, have have an opinion on this. I'm a uh, beer and wine guy and occasionally whiskey, so. 
Yeah, which what well, can go with whiskey, Lancey? What's your did or do you like it just straight up? I mean, I'm, I'm actually surprisingly more of a straight up kind of guy. Yeah, it's good. You know, you know, a little is. ice on the rocks. Uh, yeah, ice. Ice what happens. Just ignoring Cam. It's fine. Yeah. What's the fine. what's like? I would assume he means a liquid versus uh, versus uh, most versatile cocktail mixer besides ice. Um, I feel like maybe Coke. You can do it with rum. You can do it with whiskey. At least some kinds of it. You can do a Jack and Coke. You can do a rum and Coke. I'm trying to think of other mixers that like really can go around. Orange juice is used in a lot, but like I don't know if you'd call it versatile. It's used in a lot, like with the same types of liquors, soda. right? Like, soda. like a club soda. Yeah, like a club soda or like a. Yeah. Pop soda or spray for, Tonic for me, water. like kind of on the same like clear beverage uh note i would go with tonic i think kind of un- underrated to mix with other things like because you can not necessarily with different types of alcohol but you can do like vodka gin um but, not other types of alcohol just but you can no no i mean other than those two but you can mix it with those two and other things. That's um, true. You're not making like a whiskey coke and other thing. It kind yeah. of gets problematic there, but you like can do wh- that. Whiskey with... orange coke is not a thing. But you yeah, can do like orange juice or grapefruit juice or cucumber or something like that with a gin and tonic or vodka tonic. I, I like that versatility. I just don't like the aftertaste of tonic. Yeah, so some I don't. always prefer so. to do soda for any any of those particular drinks yeah and i honestly can barely tell the difference between like seltzer tonic water and at least when they're mixed in with alcohol like if it's straight up i can but like if you're throwing vodka in there or something it's like oh whatever how much are you throwing in there (laughs) (laughs) the other thing about (laughs) that's a good question (laughs) not not a lot of people know is that tonic has like the most sugar of any soda really yeah does that include- no sugar tonight in my soda? No sugar tonight in my tea. Okay, sorry. Does that include like, like your typical, like yeah, yes. sodas? Yes. Really? Like more than like a Coke? It's, it's got, yeah, got it's like, got like eight days worth of sugar in there. It's like, it's like, 40 like more than it should in, fit in the whole bottle. It's got like forty grams of sugar in one, one can. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Didn't yeah. even know that. So, See, well, good thing I'll just keep drinking seltzer then. It's just like gin, gin and nice tonic, not, and not gin. healthy for you, but yeah, definitely tasty for me. Yeah. Um, all right, sporty with Corey and Rich. Hey, shouts oh, Corey boy. and Rich. Hey, uh, what did they send? Hey, asked, I didn't get to fucking answer. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Drew. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. They actually asked podcast? specifically for um, your answer, Drew. What palm juice. Palm juice. You throw like juice that that's been in your palm. <laughs> Yeah, uh, a little bit of. I guess it's not super versatile. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking about it because well, it needs to come with uh like uh bubble water seltzer. It does need to come with that concentrated (laughs) bubble water. Some of that electric water, baby. Some of that electric water. But I do. uh, If you haven't tried it, palm juice with some seltzer water mixed with uh vodka. 
pretty pretty oh you mean like pomegranate juice yes but palm i thought you meant like from a palm tree and i was like no 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 like the brand specifically the brand of your hands specifically the brand palm slurping it out of his fucking hands there some little uh creeper minecraft sound effects that's nice uh, great anyway, game, by the way. Yes. Minecraft, incredible game. Oh, whew. it's one of awards. Okay, Sporty with Corey and Richie. Uh, Sporty with yeah. Corey and Richie asks, when the Bruins, parentheses, the best team in the National Hockey League, I, they said lost, lost, but I think they meant last, lost. Nope. Oh, no, lost, they didn't lost. mean just you lost, gotta read lost. It. They did the like extra parentheses like it's a math equation. All right. When the Bruins, parentheses, the best team in the National Hockey League, lost lost for the first time since 2010 to the Coyotes, how did that feel? Thank you. Um, honestly, it felt, yeah. Somebody it felt lost great. their finger for that game. So. <laughs> yeah, that was not the <laughs> biggest thing. Uh, <laughs> to anyone else who had to see that video on Twitter without really recognizing what they were getting into, I, I'm sorry. And our DMs, I'm pretty sure, are open. So if you need to, to, get some support on that feel free to slide in or you can message us at bruceandbruce.com uh uh but yeah no it did feel kind of inevitable it was like losing a finger or losing a game no the the game the the finger definitely could have been avoided and should have been um also i i love how you got like the duality of man and the two cops that were in that video because you had the one who just absolutely just watched and the, the other one who came through from like <laughs> the fucking end of the ring with a steel chair and jumped yeah, over, like, it's like, like nfl fullback <laughs> it was incredible it dude it reminded me of when uh when marshawn got pounced on by four Van- or five maybe even vancouver canucks uh, during their reunion game after the 2011 Stanley Cup final, um, and then all the Bruins fucking came rushing in and like literally leapt on the pile. That that's what that <laughs> yeah. that cop reminded me of. <laughs> it was you had like the useless cop, and then you had the cop who only became a cop so he could hit civilians. Just both yeah, right the, there. The, the useless really cop was Krejci pairing <laughs> off with some guy who also doesn't want to get just, involved yeah, in the getting, fight. He <laughs> just held back someone who didn't need to be held back. <laughs> like seeing how many women were in that just like absolute melee one of them in a gronk jersey took a absolute haymaker and she shook it off like a champ she oh got my right back up and was like i'm yeah, ready she, to go she flew like, didn't she she's yeah, like, she, like moved down she got like i thought ko and she was like psych i'm good i'm just that was it, just getting me pumped up she didn't even like go after the dude like she just kind of like stood there and like watching the rest of it yeah she was like yeah that she was, was like what that guy just got on video punching everyone was like yeah we saw that that guy's a piece of shit. Somebody took a picture after <laughs> that fight, and like three rows were completely cleared out. If you were anywhere <laughs> near this, you were involved. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. You may no, have witnessed though, somebody's like... finger getting bitten off. So in that case, we're gonna need you for some questions. Yeah, it's all fun and games until someone's finger gets bit off, and then we need to clear it three was... rows. You hear that, Alex Burrows? I hope you're listening. <laughs> so to summarize, we should all be a little bit more like Ted Lasso at games and not fight other fans in the stands. It was yes. it was funny though because I've I've been at a couple Bruins games in Arizona and <laughs> Bruins fans will fly from Massachusetts and stay the weekend and they get drunk before they even show up at Westgate. Like, so they like would be there, like, yeah, they'd be you like, guys play at 10 p.m. here. They they roll 9 up at like 
I don't know, two hours before the gates opened, already drunk, ready to just like talk hockey. And they were always like a really fun time. Like there are a couple fan bases that weren't super great to have come into the building and the Bruins fans were always pretty fun. But like, I think when you add in the Tempe aspect and you add all those ASU students to all these like Boston natives flying in from out of town, just like absolutely shit house. I think that was, that was the only outcome of that. You can only go so long before somebody's <laughs> finger gets bitten off. It's just everybody knows that. I think that was actually part of like Gary Bettman's talk when they were like, Hey, this is cool. We're going to go to Tempe. Like we're going to lose a few fingers. Fun. Be fans, <laughs> so that's good. Um, and also everybody loves the NHL digital board ads. I'm Gary Bettman. Oh, I, I, was gonna, I was just going to say that. I, I did think it was very funny that Richie, that Richie uh, defended literally the only person I saw defending Gary Bettman on Twitter today. Yeah. And then the reasoning for that. Yeah. Like, hockey's in arizona only because of gary bettman so i know I, he responded with that and i was like no, fuck i don't need i can't even yeah, that. Don't have an answer that. just like all right sure <laughs> yeah i just like tossed it a like and i was like i'm just gonna go on with my day now um <laughs> it was good anyway this has been too long we we're trying <laughs> oh yeah if you, if you check the record i i said if we keep it quick quick and uh here we are not so jonathan quick but jonathan taves <laughs> jonathan's slow <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up for everybody here. I'm another person here. Thanks for listening. (laughs) I'll see you next time. Uh, And uh, keep tweeting at Lancey to keep joining us, and maybe I'll keep doing it. So, yeah, we're gonna have a number retirement ceremony at some point, I think. Number a jersey retirement ceremony sounds like it would be a great idea. I was just thinking uh, about that today, and I don't know how we do that since like we don't have like jersey numbers, so we'd have to retire on like my blinds, retire my nickname, like pull the blinds up and down, and the light (laughs) (laughs) go up with a jersey on there. Good, and an aside in case. I don't see you before the new year. I want to wish everyone a happy holiday season and a new year too. And, you know, good vibes, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. You too, Lancey. We love you. That was more so for the listeners. Not true. I'm kidding. Oh, (laughs) Lancey, I love you. I love you. I love you too.